0: Welcome back to the Roots Seventy Seven Podcast. Today we continue our empowering journey through biblical femininity. In this second part, we dive deeper into the essence of womanhood as portrayed in Proverbs 31, celebrating the virtues that stand the test of time. From wisdom and strength to dignity and entrepreneurship, we explore how these principles apply to the life of the modern single woman. So whether you're just joining us or have been part of our conversation from the beginning, Prepare to be inspired as we unravel the beautiful complexity of God's design for femininity. Wisdom. wisdom I love wisdom. Follow and have great wisdom.
1: Yes. Then yes. he threw it out the door. Yes.
0: Wisdom and preparedness. Like you're actually, you're getting ready for your future. And yes, it might and most likely will include marriage. Like the percentages. Yeah. Is that, yes, that will be in there. And it may not. But if you're like preparing for, that's what I like to talk about, like how we're living for the moment today with one eye on the heaven is the final destination. Like all the stuff in between doesn't matter specifically what it is if your focus is on where we're going. And if your focus is on the destination of heaven, then how you live, regardless of which lane, you're single lane, married lane, you're doing this job, that job, you have kids, you don't have kids. If you're preparing for heaven, then like mm-hmm. everything else, will kind of falls under that.
1: Yeah. Then God calls us to be good stewards of the resources He gives us. So regardless of what you think of the your money, your time, whatever, these are all gifts that God has given us to use wisely.
0: And yeah, we're just gonna probably zoom through the last few because otherwise we're gonna have three podcasts. Yes, <laughs> we have because we've, been, we've well,
2: been. we can we can always do four or five because i think there was like yeah. eight of them you Yeah, guys had eight points you could do four then do four of my side and then go back to the last eight yep. or you can do all of them back to back but
1: yeah because i think that a lot of what we were talking about today doesn't just apply to being a
0: woman no no
2: and we're just looking at no, there's a lot of simulators there is a <laughs> lot of them a lot of the points brought up, a lot of the questions I answered have relatively well, the same response.
0: Yeah. And this is just like a description in Proverbs about, again, like people always go, this is what a good wife looks like. And yet they don't, they don't form it in actually understanding that this was what a good woman looks like who happened to become a wife. And this is, and this is again, not something that was developed on the wedding day. No. This was a long-term mm-hmm. development of a person. The same and
2: cultivation through generations.
0: Yes, and it's even through lifetime. And yeah, so we like preparing for the future, understanding that heaven is the ultimate future and using your singleness for what it should be enough like a, a preparation or a, a time of just doing what God wants you to do in a situation in life that's different right. than a married life. Yep. Like you have unique we've talked about it before, unique opportunities that come with being single and you've got to use those things because again the percentages show that most people will be married Mm -hmm. and anything that you develop in singleness will be brought through to your married life
1: yep and how many times do you hear people who are married and then they're retiring so we did all this stuff now is the time that we can travel and see the world and do all this kind of stuff and um not to put a downer on all of that, but I have heard it time and time again, where you've retired and then all of a sudden something happens and all that planning that you had to go and do all that stuff is taken away because sudden illness, sudden death, sudden loss of Finance. finances. But,
0: but even like the whole idea of preparing for your retirement, it's yeah. like your your goal is too short. Yes, like you're, if you're preparing for heaven, then their time is simply a time that looks different. Yes. And still with the ultimate goal is heaven. So it's interesting if you think about it, like if you're a single person or a single woman and you're going, yeah, like when I'm going to become a wife, like when I can become a wife, then I can deal with my, like how I spend my time or <laughs> or like how I develop my character or even like how I read the Bible. I'll do it with my husband. And yeah, it's, yeah what you do now is what you're going to do then, and barring some intervention or conviction of the spirit, hopefully Holy Spirit, which is what happened for I think both of us with the devotions. Yep, you're not going to do. You might do it for a short time, but your lifetime habits is what will win out. Yeah.
1: Oh, Always, so my mom was here. We would take our devotion time and do it in your bedroom because it was you have the big bedroom and you have the chair, and it was easy that way. Mm-hmm. So that was three weeks. It takes 14 days to develop a habit. So what's my mumlin hole after three weeks? Where did I go to go to our devotion? Wait a minute. We don't have to go to your room anymore.
0: So you know, it's it you can develop the habit if you make And it. things are easier to do when you're younger. Yes. Yes. So a lot of habits developed as a younger person is what's gonna be yeah. what carries over. And it takes a lot more. It's harder. It's a lot to harder do. to do as you're older, as you yeah, get older. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. So prepare in your singleness. Yeah. Prepare for the ultimate is heaven, not marriage, kids, retirement. Retirement. Those are just milestones along the way that might come. If you have a trip on a map planned out, you might have little points of interest. But it's not the final destination. Mm-mm. Our woman having strength and dignity. So she is well, not numb-
2: Let's back up for a second. Okay. I think it's quite I think it's quite important what you guys mentioned, but we also I think it's quite important to see how we can again cultivate that. Like how would you suggest we go about cultivating reflectiveness and like how do I word this? Because we have to instill in in young people at the same time the ability to reflect and evaluate their life choices bad or good, so that they can actually grow in wisdom and in preparedness for a next occurrence. So I think if we have to elaborate on anything, it'd be that. How would you guys suggest that you would evaluate, that you would instill a reflective nature and evaluating nature into
0: I think we need to, especially in the church, really emphasize what our goal of life is, and that's the destination of life. Mm -hmm. Because we get so hung up on these milestones that we're expected to go on. We get so hung up on what the next step is as we forget where the final destination is. And as a church and as anybody that's ministering in the church or influencing anybody that's younger that's coming up and they're trying to figure out what it means to be a human and beyond being a child and all these things is that we have to really just remember that this
1: is a long term i think it's i think it would be really good idea if youth groups aren't doing them <clears throat> now and i know a lot of youth groups <clears throat> excuse me they do a lot of bible studies and stuff like that but do they do financial planning do they do career orientation do they do personal development what are your what are, what are the gifts that god has given you that you can use because, and everybody thinks, oh, you know, what they, you know, what? Look, there's a gift of administration, leadership, pastoring, teacher. There are so many gifts that are listed in the Bible that don't have this spiritual meaning. Spiritual gifts. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. I am a prophet. Yeah, I have yet to meet somebody who's really a good
0: prophet. But where huh? can that Can you get a good job being a prophet? No, there's
1: no calling for that. Not that yeah. I found. There's yeah. not like
0: a ministry of profit. No,
1: I, didn't. No, I haven't seen that not very much. But if if the youth leaders, and I'm talking about those who are in middle school, high school, because these are the formative years where they need to learn this kind of stuff. Teach them how to manage their finances so that they will become good stewards of the finances that they have once they start
0: working even when they're going to school there's this idea that that the church is just supposed to be involved in the spiritual things Mm -hmm. and then we we forget that it's actually a place of learning and where we're supposed to be teaching people how to be there's people we need we they need to also go into the practical
1: because they will learn
0: a bit somewhere Mm -hmm. and yeah parents may be able to do, may do that but at the same time sometimes parents are not the ones to do that because the kids don't listen to like,
1: yeah yeah whatever whatever, whatever yeah whatever, whatever, whatever.
0: whatever. Mm-hmm. but sometimes you'll have a different sort of receptance to yeah.
2: other and leadership how she many also said the same thing he said it when he tried to teach in his own village they did not listen they would yeah. not
1: listen and it same like with careers i know myself when i was in high school I
0: really had no idea which way to go. And I had no guidance. That's like when my brothers were looking, I had come out of, I finished university, but I hadn't really, came up with a teaching degree, but I hadn't enjoyed what I was doing. I hadn't really decided what I wanted to do. I just went in and flowed this way and did that. And when I, when my brothers were going to choose, I like kept encouraging them to look and see what's available and what you're interested in. Because a lot of times we just think of the obvious. There's teacher, there's doctor, there's lawyer. But let's like, say you're interested in law, but you're not really wanting to put that many years or whatever. You're not that interested. But there's so many other like professions within legal professions, within the law, that you could do but you don't know of. <clears throat> Until you actually look it up, right? The same, I
1: love animals. The only thing you could think of is maybe I should be a veterinarian. Yeah, I didn't want to go to Prince Edward Island. Because I lived on this side of the coast, I didn't want to go to that. There's side so many of the coast. things
0: now. But there are so many. Things. There's yep. you can be an animal chiropractor, massage therapist, biologist. There's so many things that you can do that, so many like now. that. There's so many. Yeah. So,
1: is but it, if you're interested in any kind of a medical, there are so many, many other like, options. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a nurse. You could be a lab technician. You, yeah. can, you can you could be the person who goes and takes blood from everybody. And there's
0: like research specialists. Research specialists. And there's all these things. So people don't know this. And so if we like help really them. help shape, yeah. because it should be a full shaping of their whole person, yeah. not just the spiritual side. It's somehow it's, they're, it's dissected from the rest of who they are.
1: Yeah. And that goes along with the personal development it was teaching them how to have, how to be people of integrity,
0: how to have good character, how to be. And, and the whole idea that you become a wife and a mother. And there's almost, like, for me, there was no thought outside of that, which is, again, one of the reasons that I didn't do so well in university yet. at the time and didn't really have a aim and a goal because I just wanted to get married. Helping them to think outside that box. Yes. Again, doesn't it, there's a high percent chance that will be what happens, but it doesn't mean that's the only thing that has to happen. Or that you're in this one box and that's the only option that you have as a young woman or as a single woman of any age. Yeah. There's so much more that you can do. So, like, yeah. giving... These young women like that insight that yep. there is so much more to do to life than just, not just, I don't want to say just being wife and mother because right. it is super important and there's people that are called to do and, that. And and, and for some women, these are, it, it's very
1: important. I desperately want to be married. I desperately want to have children. Okay, how to put the brakes on that thought without hurting her desire
0: yeah.
1: and helping her to cultivate this is a good goal to have.
0: Yes, this may end up. But it's not where you are. And it doesn't mean you, you have right to now. live where you are, not where this theoretical future might be, because yeah. you don't know what the future will bring. And you don't
1: know when that future will happen either. Mm-hmm. This, is a good, this is a good thing to have. This is a good desire to have. But what if you don't have that for 10 years?
0: Yeah. What are you going to do in the meantime? What are you going to do with your singleness? Yeah. That's what we want to keep asking.
2: Exactly. Did that answer your question, David? It's more for the audience than it is yes. for me because I can't apply this in a sense.
0: Although a lot of it can be applied, like you said, to both genders. Yep. It's just yeah, This sounds, is just it. specifically it it. pulling things out of this right. about a godly wife.
1: And if you find yourself at, at a point in your life where all of that use has left you and now you're at the middle or even... It's never too late to cultivate these good character traits.
0: There's plenty of time. Plenty of time. And then she shows, like she says, strength and dignity are her clothing. So she's, so basically, like she'll face challenges and she will go through struggles and trials. And it doesn't mean that she's just, it doesn't matter. No, like we all go through and we seriously go through these things. And there is, again, for young women, desperation to want to be married and have children. And yet this woman sounds like what happens if she hadn't got married and had children? If you have that strength in your dignity, because your strength is not in that identity, it's in the identity of Christ. If your strength and dignity come from Christ.
1: And we all then, know that even in our weaknesses, God will give us his strength to go through these. Yeah. I, this, one is, this one is very personal to me with the strength and dignity, because every time My daughter's gone through a time of crisis. I find that I'm the one that's sitting beside her while everybody else is falling apart. I can't fall apart. I don't have that luxury. For me, it's, she is important. Yes, I'm hurting. Yes, I'm falling apart. But I have to take that and I have to move it outside of myself and say, you need to stay there right now because I can't deal with you right now. My strength, my courage, needs to be standing beside my daughter and getting her through the crisis first I'll follow up her later which you saw that happened to me all- yeah, yeah it was just you were yeah kind of- I just feel yeah it was a few it's been now a week since and all of a sudden I just felt myself feeling a little wrong yeah, yeah.
0: and the thing is too that doesn't mean you're not strong or dignified right like that's all part of it yeah like you're a human yeah. And these things are going to happen to you. And, yep. but then you can definitely probably, or there's most likely you can come up with examples of people who completely fell apart. Yeah. Oh, yes. And did not have the strength. And again, we're not saying you specifically, listener, have to have the strength all yourself. No, this is definitely coming from God. No, I know a person, and I'm not going to say any names because it's, it's neither here nor there,
1: but the person had no faith. And I know that. So, but because of, the stresses and struggles in life, and he just couldn't deal with it anymore. And he took his life. There is more than just that. And there are the people that get left behind. And you see the devastation of those who are left behind. There is, even in your weakness, reaching out to God, holding on to him. Like there was that one time when we weren't sure um, when Amber had her operation and the doctor came out and said we had to take her, they had to take her to CT because they thought she had a brain bleed and they want to double check. And that is a very scary thing because a brain bleed is pretty much goodbye. It's done. There's nothing more they can do. Mm-hmm. I sat in the chair and, I, and, and people were crying beside me and I'm just hanging onto the robes of Jesus. Like Jesus, I'm holding on to your robes. Like the woman with the issue of blood. I am holding on to your robes, praying for a miracle. Mm-hmm. Doctor came back and said there was nothing there.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But you know that the strength lies outside of yourself. Yes. And yet you can not tap into it where it's something you call on and right. God's like <clears throat> at your service. It's that. That strength is always you there no matter the I Confidence want. that it's there for yep. you when you need it. It's there.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a rub the genie lamp and poof, it's there. Yeah, no, that yes. strength is always there. You just need to reach out and grab it, yeah. and that's what I did that day. Is I just reached out and I grabbed it, and I'm just going to hold on to you because I have nothing else to hold on to.
0: Yeah, and again, like teaching this to those around you is just one your actions. You're passively teaching by actions, but also just your words. Your you got it. They need to know that it's there. Yeah. I, it's always for this one here. You can tell them, but until they experience it, it's hard for them to fully understand. And I think too, the same with ourselves. Until they can, they can see it happening around them, yeah, that will give them the most like understanding. Yep, but that it's there. Yeah. and not having to go through
1: a crisis in order to realize that it's there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Some things are
0: okay to experience vicariously.
1: Right. Or even just in a momentary time of, I just need, I just don't know, I'm going to go on another day. Yeah. And realizing that God has not and never will forsake you, never will leave you. And he said that my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made manifest in your weakness. God will bury his strength in you and lift you up when you can't. Any additions to that
2: one? Yes, Yes. Okay. So you guys talked more about. You guys covered a lot of the stuff. I get a bunch of questions, and then it's all covered and stuff. But one of the things that I want to you guys to elaborate on, main mainly for maybe other people, how can young women be able to go out and recognize, say, these kind of values, or so that they can reflect on them? Any maybe. How can you recognize what strength and dignity will look like in other people? For example, Monique, when you were in the hospital, were the people around you who were crying, were they able to see or recognize how that you were holding it together, but because you had no choice, you had to hold it together. Being able to cultivate the ability to recognize these, mm-hmm. the dignity and the strength within your friends, group, and family, being able to recognize the attributes of Christ in others. What are your uh, so? My effectively, my question is: Would there be any suggestions or ways that would help young women being able to recognize these kind of attributes in in Um, in a time of crisis? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't know specifically. I know that when we were first told of Amber's diagnosis, that the girl closest to Amber, Marlena, she literally crashed she couldn't breathe. She was hyperventilating. She had to go into emergency. She had to be hooked up to IVs. She needed medication to calm her down. And she, I think she felt confident enough to be, to allow herself to do that because she knew that I was with Amber and that Amber was in safe hands with me. And that is one of the ways that we can show ourselves to other people by just showing that strength when it's necessary, when it's needed. And and strength doesn't mean emotionlessness. No. No, it does not. It just it, it's just a it's just a confidence that says, You're okay to fall apart. I'm okay to let you do that because I've got it. Yeah. I'm
0: here. And you also know that you could also like Again, it's hard to like specifically point, unless you're like, pointing it out in other people, because otherwise it feels like you're like boasting or something even right. in it. But like where like ultimately you have faith. And again, that's like the next thing is fear of the Lord. Yep. You have faith in that, his ultimate control over the situation.
1: Yeah, see, I never felt that it was my strength or my confidence that got Amber through any of this. I ultimately knew regardless of the outcome that everything was still under god's control whether amber lived or died was all under god's control and not my control mm-hmm. all i all that was required of me was to be there be in the moment be in the moment yeah and i there were times when i was like out driving home and i'd never gone through this experience before i'm driving home and i just had this urge to just scream and I'd scared me because I'd never had that feeling before. And I'm just going, I've been. I'm just not going to do that. I actually have. Have you? Yes.
0: Yeah. So I went through stuff with my ex.
1: So I just went, wow. And I just cried out to God in that moment for God, I need your peace. And I relied heavily on the peace of God that passes all understanding mm-hmm. in those times because I knew, I, and I knew that I had to let it go for God to do what he needed to do. And all I could, and there was oh, one song that touched my heart so much where I have nothing. My hands are empty. God, I need you in this moment. And there were times when I broke down and cried. I'd go park my car, in the dark part of the parking lot at, on High Street. Yeah, <laughs> Sat in there and with my, with the car facing the wall and And I just cried until I could, until I was emptied. And it's okay, God, now it's your turn to take over again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, uh, I think it's just a, like a building up of the faith again, like fear mm-hmm. of the Lord. That's the next one where she says that it says in the Proverbs 31, Forgive it, to say, I was reading it. it, says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, all of these things that we're talking about is all... Off of their fear of the Lord would not come if the foundation was not the fear of the Lord yeah. or their their faith if, aspect. if I didn't
1: have that one yeah. and I'm not even going to say it's a hundred percent confident, it's more like maybe ninety percent confident that at the end of the day, if Amber went from this life to the next, that she would be in God's presence. I am ninety percent confident because there's always that ten percent that says. Because she can't tell me that she believes in Christ. All I can go by is the amount of times that God has worked miraculously through her
2: life that
1: gives me that assurance that she is his no matter what. So maybe it's 99%.
2: (laughs) So I'm just going to quickly backtrack to the idea of fear. So what do you mean by fear in the Lord? Because I think there's a distinction between what fear would look like in favor of the Lord and to what we normally know fear as, being afraid. Yeah, or terrified because it's about.
0: more of a statement that's said, in, especially in the Old Testament, when you fear yeah. the Lord. And I think it has more, I would say, has more to do with understanding of who he is and what he can do. A reverent. Yeah, a reverend, like an awe yeah. of that. And, and not it's a scary thing, But it, it could be that if you decide to really go against him. in a sense, yes. because like a person that, like you're, like if you have a father who's been a good father figure in your life, there is a certain point where you might have a fear of him if there was in a situation where... Now, if you've done a bad thing. If you've done a bad thing. And it's not fear. There's a different fear of when you're abused and a fear of when you've been caught out. Yep, yeah. yeah. It's
1: that, like for me, I never wanted to disappoint my dad. I didn't fear his, that he would disown me, that he would beat me to a sl- senseless pulp or that he would... He may yell and he may, but it was more the tone of his voice that says, "I am disappointed in you." Yeah, that I did not want to hear that.
0: Yeah, so it's just like an yeah, you do not that desire to not want to disappoint God, and that just and that's out of love. Yeah, and then and uh, but understanding of who He is to the point of like I always remember that part of the language of wardrobe and like when they talk about meeting aslan and they're like We're, like will you be scared and he's of course you will be scared but he, but then they they're like but he is good and there's a sense of that like most powerful being can create fear but he is good yeah isn't yeah it? it's a hard one to define isn't
1: it yeah because it, it is a fear it's not a terror no. unless you're not a, unless you're not a child of god
2: yeah, I remember my. I would represent it as a fear of deep respect or relevant, or what was that word?
1: reverence. irreverent fear.
2: Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be more of a deep respect, a reverence, and an awe of power, holiness, and love. Yeah. Yeah. That would. That's how. That's how the Bible shows the fear of God.
1: Yeah. 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 It's that understanding that He is so holy. That without Jesus Christ, we could never stand in His presence in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. What happened when Moses and where he, he had to hide his face yeah. in the cleft of a rock because he could not gaze upon mm-hmm. the glory of the Lord and live. Yeah, and live. So it's that kind of feeling. Is I can't. It's so big. You
0: can't anything but. You're <laughs> right. It's like hard to, Okay.
1: If I look at this, I'm going to die. Okay, we cannot look at this, but it's also that he is God. I don't know how to
0: yeah. It's just like it's a feeling. It's like it's an a, emotion that's not coming in, in words. <laughs> it's a massive huge, if you know it, then you know it. True. I think the last three points that we have to make have to do with outside of the woman in a sense. One is that this woman, this wife has also receives recognition. There's her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. And these are the people that would mean the most to her. Mm-hmm. that are around her, that are seeing these things. And this isn't something that she's going to ask them to do. So that's what I'm saying. Like, from a single person's perspective, it's not something that they're going to, to try to do. But as a community, a church community, and as people around single women... We can recognize the fact that single women are important and that the things that they do are important. And, and the things that are important to them is important too. It's should be important to us. And so we can create just like a, a place Perfect. where they can be recognized. And that's the thing, like that's so hard as a single woman, especially when you have this idea that wife and mother like when you're single, it's like, does anything mean anything at all? All the recognition in churches go to generally go to engagements, marriages, anniversaries, babies first. And then as a single person, you're like, does anything I do matter? Yes. And we need to remind people that they matter. Yes. And I think that the people that are important to them should be, it should be their church family. Mm-hmm. And if they aren't the ones lifting them up, and I'm not saying like, give like a crazy praise where you're just like, good girl, you go? here's a star. There's actual things when they've done something well and they've lived out these things that they actually recognize them and by the people who should be closest to them, which is their family and their church family.
1: Yep. We have a, a single girl who has taken on the children's ministry and she's also going through a university and stuff like that. And she's only doing it hard time, but she's already gained. They've already given her the recognition of being somebody who is influential. Mm-hmm. And she she did this thing for the kids. It's a new thing that the kids do, which is cool. It's like, oh, okay, we can, I can get on board with this. Or they get all the kids before they go to kids' church and go up to the front of the church. And the congregation says, the Lord be with you. And the children say, and also with you. And then they go up to, but she
0: started that. Mm-hmm. And she's just a young thing. She's still, she just, uh, just just from the song. Oh. in so my head now, I had to finish it. Sorry. She's a young thing and cannot leave her mother. you But yeah, she- one of the things we'd like to do is have a singleness Sunday and a celebration of singles where we actually, like, one, recognize them specifically as being singles and worthwhile and part of the church and love. But two, for the congregation to see that there are singles that are like,
1: that the a part of, life is not something to be
0: Yeah, like they're they're providing in the church. They're doing stuff in the community. They're like they're developing character of people that you want to be in the church and that you're you do not have to wait for them to get married or have a baby or have an 87th birthday before you say anything. Right? That's something we can do as a church. I think in a in even trial, yeah, as a church community and yeah. people around you, even if you have friends and stuff, can be like, you know what, I I love that you're doing this. Yes. And yeah. it's great that you're, and then fill
1: in the blank. <clears throat> recognize even yourself as a single person, recognize the single people around you. And, and when especially if you recognize that they've done something huge. And it doesn't have to be like a huge. Yeah. They've gone out of the way
0: to do something. Give them a little bit of, you did a good job. Thank you. And again, the next one we I want to we mentioned it earlier in the thing. The quiz that she talks about, like where she considers a field and she buys it. Yes, it's like the entrepreneurship spirit that's there, and it, it tends to be more like acceptable as a guy. Yes, than as a woman. Yes, and because why are you doing this when you're just going to get married, or it's somehow a waste.
1: Yeah, why do and, you want to be a CEO of a company? Yeah, and.
0: Yes, so it's I think uh, yeah, it's a it, lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a
2: lot of work. I think over the weekend I spent I didn't sleep for twenty-five hours.
1: My friend Esther, she's married. She is married, but her she's a CEO of a company and she has traveled all over the states and stuff for her company because her company is huge. Mm-hmm. And but she's the CEO. Yeah, she runs the company.
0: But there's this idea that like women are somehow wasting their time because yep. they're just going to get married, and have kids. So then you're just wasting time mm-hmm. and money and energy. She's married and has kids. I She's know. Not with- but when you're a single person, like there's like this sometimes, especially yep. in the church community, there's this sort of like, hey, okay, but don't, shouldn't I be doing this, that and the other thing? Or even I've heard like where they like recommend that just go and take something in college that's useful as like a mother, like. Go learn haircutting or something that you could use it like nursing, even because then you can use it out. And you're like, why? If you feel God calling you to something that's bigger and not better, but just different, yep. then go for it if that's what you feel God's calling is. Yep. But also understand that if you're going to put yourself into a debt of hundreds of thousand of dollars, become a doctor, and then just be like, oh, I'm just going to be a wife and mom and forget that, then you're going to have to pay that debt off with your spouse. Yep. You have to make decisions, too, if that would be wise. Yep. Yeah. If you're, if you're going through school to become a doctor. Yeah. I know one lady, she was a vet for large animals, and when she got pregnant and had kids, she just moved over to small animals because she didn't think it would be safe when she was pregnant and things like that. And so she just has small animals now. Yep. And so she's able to do yep. what her life was like from one to the other. And, but we don't, I don't think there's not enough like encouragement of people, of the young women who have the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Yeah. If you can recognize somebody who has that, don't discourage them from it. Encourage them. You don't know what God's calling them to do. And finally, we're, we want to talk about like basically their legacy, their influence. It's just a person who has developed all these characteristics is someone like, look, this is how many thousands of years later and we're reading about this woman, yeah,
1: Corey Ten Boom,
0: yeah. There's just so many like that can live on beyond your life, and Lydia and Ruth and, Ruth, and all these women, have lived their legacy well past their lifetime. Yep. yep. And
2: you gotta also keep in mind that the legacy idea only works within the idea that there is. Uh, it only works through Christ. If you don't have that kind of Christ-like connection, that relationship, that idea that He died for your sins, and now you can see what I have and that legacy doesn't work. Legacy may last a thousand, two thousand years, but three, four thousand years later, it's gone. So there has to be a moment that you realize that legacy has to be able to be something that is persistent through.
0: Yeah, right? even if you have a short, shorter legacy, you can still you can still influence people around you, and then it can influence. For years beyond, but no one even knows that it was you, yeah, but that's not the point it's that your that yeah. your influence that that ultimately points back to Christ has an impact beyond your lifetime, yeah, and there's the potential yes, for that
2: but that explanation of legacy would only work if you didn't believe in Christ because the end times would suggest that everything is wiped out, so in order for your legacy to to even persist after that point you'd be through heavenly
1: You probably heavenly. won't need a legacy in eternity because what no, you is your legacy?
2: Christ is Leg- Yeah, legacy implies that once you're gone those who once knew you will hold your traditions and values but within the context of Christ in heaven, you don't have the concept of a legacy because it's all in one place already. Everything is You'll you'll be able to know the people and et cetera.
0: Yeah, but I guess what it what we mean here is that like God can use us beyond our immediate realm of influence. It can go beyond your physical location, like worldwide, but it can also go beyond like your lifetime. And God can use that, like you just see story after story of Christian women throughout the years and missionary women and things like and men too not saying that I just talk about women at the moment that's all but like how God uses their stories beyond their lifetimes and yeah so that's like we can like a, a married people can live leave more of a legacy say on their children and nephews and even the children that I teach in Taekwondo and the people that I come across to be the type of person that that hopefully shows Christ reflects Christ so that it creates an impact on the people beyond my immediate area of influence but that's what i was thinking with the legacy part so now that we've talked about this okay we've re- we've talked about the entire <laughs> chapter not cha- entire chapter from verse 10 on it's basically the woman in chapter 31 this virtuous wife how does this apply to our original topic we're talking about is femininity what part of any of these things from character and virtue, trustworthiness, industriousness, and work ethic, generosity and compassion, preparedness and wisdom, strength and dignity, fear of the Lord, recognition and rewards, entrepreneurships, legacy and influence. What does that have to do with our outward appearance and how we present ourselves, feminine or however the world or the culture or society says? This is the... Maybe that's where
1: society is missing the mark, is because they are, they revolve so much around the outward appearance. But the thing is that the outward appearance, when you're a young girl, you think you're going to hold on to your beautiful looks. You're not. I hate to tell you this, but you're going to get to a point where your body is going to start failing you. You're going to start sagging in places you don't want to sag in. You're going to develop wrinkles, whether you like it or not. Your hair is going to go gray. That beautiful, youthful skin you have in your 20s is not going to follow you when you're in your 50s, 60s, whatever. I mean, there are cosmetics and there are so many women who spend so much money tucking and stretching and fixing and plumping and
0: pushing and.
1: Why are you doing all of that to yourself? Because it's not the outward
0: part of you that is and that's the not beautiful the thing part. that's going to be ultimately remembered. No, no, or maybe for the wrong reasons. But yeah, yeah, right. But if is like when you talk about fem- this is a description of about a but, woman. Of but God. was there
1: anything in there that said about her how beautiful her face? How. Gorgeous, her form, how long and luxurious her hair. I didn't read
0: that. No, it was nothing to do with her physical appearance. No. And yet it was all she about had her. the love of her husband, the love of her children, the love of the people at the gates, respected her husband through because of her yeah. actions, because he was the one in the public sphere. And like all this stuff developed from the person, the character, the quality okay. of the woman. I will say, when I look in the mirror... A lot of uh, th- my view of myself has
1: changed quite drastically in the last little while, but it used to be, I would look at myself in the mirror and I think you are so ugly. I used to think that way. I don't do that to myself as much anymore. It is it, still coming, but nothing showed me so much than the past three weeks of how many people care about me. that. I was blown away by it and it showed that I may not be the most beautiful jewel in the jewelry box but there are some people who chose to have me around so I just say like, that's pretty darn cool and I can only say that it's got to be what God has worked through me and has given me the qualities that gentleness kindness self-control I don't
0: know <laughs> I don't know what it is some of these things are all a work in progress for us all we're not yeah. 100% perfect there. but the reflection of Christ the reflection of
1: Christ it is obviously must be there because
0: for some reason people like me I don't <laughs> know <what laughs> that's it's interesting when you think about when you find out the people who have been helping like you're not going she's really pretty one that she, he was like the handsome one or She has, she's a millionaire. Like you're thinking about the generosity of their heart and the person that the character of the person that was helping. Yeah. That's the thing that. Yeah.
1: And these are the things that I will carry with me. It's just like these people cared for me at a time when I was unable to care for myself. And they helped me so greatly. And their character shines and that's their legacy to me. If you're thinking that you need to leave this huge, massive legacy for the whole wide world
0: to see, one person is enough of a world to leave a legacy to. And if you want a description of femininity, this podcast hopefully has given it to you. I hope so. Yeah. Because there's too much... too much emphasis on the outward part. Yeah. God looks on the heart. And, and that's where I'm we talking. ultimately generally tend to look at people and see what if they're out inward. I don't think every, everybody does. They go a lot by some people go by looks alone. But there's a lot of people they may start with looks, but then they go, wow, that inside doesn't really match that outside. Yeah. So that that's the thing that people are really ultimately looking for is yeah. the true
1: person. They may be attracted to your outward appearance at first. But once they start testing your character, that's when you're. That's when the rubber hits the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's our podcast. Do you think this is going to be a two-parter? This was a two-parter? <laughs> this is like a two hours long? <laughs> so that's probably good. It's We wanted to really give this chance to really dig deep into these parts of the characteristics of a, of a feminine yep. woman. And yeah. And next time we can look at the characteristics of a masculine man. And not a toxic
1: man. That may come up. We'll it's talk a, about toxic masculinity, toxic, I think, too, because yeah. that's because that's a that's a catch word right now. Yeah, and, and I think it's a horrible thing to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have another two hour. Is that the <laughs> plan? Another two hour <laughs> so podcast? Two, two hour
1: po- po- Look,
0: <laughs>
2: I will come in with a lot prepared for that. Perfect. Oh perfect. I
0: hope that you enjoyed these podcasts. If you want to contact us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and X please let us know what you think, if you agree, if you disagree, or what you think might, your, if your definition of femininity has changed or not. But you can also email us at root77ministries at gmail.com. That's R-O-U-T-E 77ministries at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll see you here next time to talk about masculinity. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Route 77 podcast as we wrap up the second part of our exploration into biblical femininity. It's been a journey of discovery and affirmation, recognizing the multifaceted roles women play and the strength they possess. As we close this chapter, remember that your worth is not dictated by your relationship status, but by the virtues you uphold and the legacy you build. Stay tuned for our upcoming podcast series where we shift our focus to masculinity, uncovering the biblical standards and virtues that define manhood. Until next time, keep walking in wisdom and strength, and remember to live your single life to its fullest.